Welcome to the Embracing Brokenness podcast, where our goal is to engage with all of those willing to venture deeper into their transformational journey with Christ. Here's your host and co-founder of Embracing Brokenness Ministries, Steve Adams. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back. It's good to be with you. We're going to tackle a different type of subject this go around and... I've entitled this podcast, The Age of Acceleration. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if you look at the dictionary definition of acceleration, at least from a mechanical perspective, it's simple. Acceleration is the rate of change of the velocity of an object with respect to time. Now, in this case, I'm talking about the age of acceleration. So what I mean by that is that the world we live in right now, which is almost supersonic in, in some ways when you think about it, uh, just look at technology. Uh, I remember when I was in my early years of a career, I would use a rotary phone. I know, it's hard to believe. And a pay phone when I wanted to make a call. Now, my iPhone... 12 Pro can do just about everything imaginable, and a phone call is almost a subset of what it can do. So when you think about how how advanced we've got in such a short period of time, it's it's phenomenal. Uh, one of the things that I saw recently on a, a special on NPR, I think it was, um, was this sense that we are now in a world where you even can track molecules of water around the globe via satellite imaging. So if you take a look at the Amazon rainforest from a satellite, you you can track, uh, and also by planes, quite frankly, that have this technology, just the molecule of water that gets sent off from that rainforest and track it around the world that in some ways even feeds our ecosystem of storms and hurricanes. It is just amazing what technology can do right now. Did you know the fastest accelerated car in the world is a Bugatti Chiron? It goes from 0 to 62 in 2.4 seconds. Now that's amazing, but it also would cost you somewhere close to $3 million if you actually wanted to buy one of those. Okay, so... Um, what am I trying to say? Well, with this type of acceleration, and I don't mean just physical acceleration, but the acceleration in the world around us and the technologies and what influences us, there's also an assault on our attention. You know, our attention is a finite resource. Would, would you agree? I mean, there's only so many minutes in an hour, hours, in a day, and then there are times when we are awake and asleep and just we have a finite resource when it comes to our attention. And this is what Yogi Berra once said, um, how can you think and hit at the same time? Well, I, I played some baseball, and sometimes I wonder if you actually can. Uh, it's instinct, it's reflexes, it's a lot of things that come into play. But what goes along with that is this myth of multitasking. Uh, we really aren't able to multitask. You, you, you can do two things at once, but your attention can only be on one thing at a time. I mean, the human brain can't 
perform two tasks that require some kind of high-level brain function at once. Low-level functions, sure, like breathing and pumping your blood. Well, they're not really considered in multitasking. So what do we do with that? I mean, we have to steward our attention better. We, we must also steward our affections because if you notice, most times our attention, our affections, there is a direct correlation. Uh, one of the things that recently I've had to make some hard decisions about is my absorption and use of social media. It is something that just drives me crazy. And I was so engulfed in it and wanting to see, especially around an election, there's so many opinions and opportunities for what is so-called news out there that it, it just grabs your attention all the time. But I also found my affections being challenged because I would get emotional about the, the, the most, I don't know, sometimes insignificant things, just somebody's opinion on something. I recently watched a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, and I'd highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. it it's, it's, it's incredible. When you look at the at artificial intelligence, for example, and just as we move from our favorite platforms, one to another, you're being tracked. I mean, if you don't know that, you should know that. I think intuitively I, I did, but until I saw this really detailed in this documentary, it's just... It didn't resonate with me. Most of the time, we're being tracked for the purposes of targeted advertising, but really oftentimes, it's also to alter our patterns of thinking, which feeds that appeal, you know, whatever that appeal is for each of us, it feeds that. And that's a little scary, right? When you're speaking... Uh, of affection, it's really all about the likes, especially in the social media world, isn't it? And that, my friend, is an assault on both our attention and our affection. And that has to be healed. And I'm going to talk about this from a, from a spiritual perspective for just a minute. Uh, Isaiah 44, I noticed the, uh, this is starting in verse 9. This is worth noting. All who make idols are nothing, and the things they treasure are worthless. Those who would speak up from them are blind. They are ignorant to their own shame. Who shapes a god and casts an idol, which can profit nothing? People who do that will be put to shame. Such craftsmen are only human beings. Let them all come together and take their stand. They will be brought down to terror and shame. Now, that's something to start to, to just marinate over and, and go back and read a couple times. But it starts by this, simply with saying, all who make idols are nothing and the things they treasure are worthless. I don't want to make an idol of anything, especially that technology, which is really something that should we should be using, not be used by. And, you know, I decided you know, to check my screen time uh, per day. And it wasn't in minutes, it was hours. Well, I had to change that immediately. I dumped a couple of those platforms in favor of just not. But even other examples, I love photography. I, I would consider myself a, a serious enthusiast. Uh, but there are times when I put too much attention 
to getting just the right shot or processing the photo edits after the fact. It's it, it's extremely time consuming, and that's not what I intended it to be. I want it to be soul care. I want it to be a time when I can disconnect from the world and just capture an image in time, which is unique in that period of time, never to be seen again. And you think about it that way when you look at you know through the lens of a camera, that image, exact image, exactly will never be duplicated. And I think it's really cool when you can just grab a hold of a, 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 a landscape or or some wildlife in their natural habitat and see how that all relates. Uh, it is just an incredible thing to to watch. Uh, and you know, God is clear about it. He so desires our attention and affection to be first on him toward others. I mean, Peter wrote in his second letter, in this chapter one uh, of his epistle, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So think about that. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith and goodness. And really, mutual affection. What is he saying there? Well, God wants, he doesn't want to compete for our affections. But he also wants those affections to be drawn out and targeted towards others, that we can love on them and just not only love him, but love others in the way that he loved us. So what are some practical solutions to shift our attention and our affection toward him? I'm going to give you a few, just takeaways, and then we'll wrap things up. The obvious one is just getting time in the Word. You know, set aside a, a time when you know is best for you to just sit and listen and to absorb what God's Word is in His Bible. You can listen or you can read, whatever you prefer, both. Uh, but to put a time aside to do that, whether it's first thing in the morning, last thing at night. I tend to do it in the morning because it gives me a, a good start to the day, but that's not mandatory by all means. Uh, secondly, maybe just some quiet time that you set aside uh, nothing, to do nothing. No thinking involved. Sometimes it's just listening. Listening for that small voice that, that Jesus wants to share with your heart from his. I mean, one of the ways that I have found really helpful, and I did this at the urging of my lovely wife, Colleen, and we tell people in a class that we teach to just ask God each morning to show you a picture of his love for you in that moment or in the day. So it could be as you're laying there before you get out of bed, you just say, Lord, could you just show me a picture of your love for me? Or throughout the day, send a little butterfly, send a, something that I love to see, or just an encouraging word from a colleague or a friend. Just ask God for that. The other thing I, th I think would be really helpful, and I find it helpful, is just this is back to using a little technology, but for another purpose. And that is there's an app that uh, Wild at Heart put out, I guess, a year or so ago called the Pause app. I love it. Uh, it will send you a reminder and just once, even if it's just a minute, twice a day to disconnect from your day or something that you're doing and just remind you, you stop and for a minute you just completely shut down. And listen to a prayer that John Eldridge prays over you. I love it. I love it. 
I recently discovered this app called Lectio 365. Now, if anybody knows what Lectio is, it's a reading of scripture over and over again. And, and by allowing that to happen, you can pull excerpts out, something that God's really speaking to you about in that, that moment. And in this case, there's, someone can read it to you. You can read it yourself, but you can listen to it audibly. It's like a 10-minute disconnect during the day sometime. A narrator reads the Bible and then also just gives you a few thoughts for your day. What else? Okay, how about just take a walk or ride a bike or throw a ball with your dog? Turn off the news, though. Turn off all the notifications, except maybe that pause app. <laughs> okay, ditch social media. Who really needs it? Is it really that important? It's not all about the likes. It's all about your connection with God. It's your connection with other people. Do something for your soul each day. Don't just live in this life waiting for things to happen. Allow things to happen through your intimate relationship with God. So slow down the age of acceleration. It is the age of acceleration, but you can slow it down. You do not have to be holding to technology and the acceleration of these other things that are going on around you. You get to run at your own pace, not the pace the world has set for you. So that's my encouragement for you in this short time together. Friends, this is virtually important and vitally important for your spiritual health. There is nothing more important, in fact, than you disconnecting from the madness and just reconnecting with the heart of God. Don't let the enemy in through the busyness of this age. And it is busy. It really is busy. God wants your attention and your affection. Give it to him. He loves you. I am so honored to be able to just share some of these thoughts today that have been running around in my head and have clearly been important for me in my life. And I have shifted my emphasis away from technology, news, notifications, anything that will allow me to get my focus back on God. So blessings, friends. We will be back again real soon. This was another episode of the Embracing Brokenness podcast. For more information on Embracing Brokenness Ministries or to subscribe to our blog, podcast, YouTube channel, or engage with us on social media, please visit our website at embracingbrokenness.org. Thanks for joining us.